Hi, I'm, I'm RP, they're Sage, and this is Here for the Bands. Folks, we are talking about goals and aspirations. We are talking about writing goals and aspirations, and we are talking about life goals and aspirations. I don't really have many, like, goals or aspirations. I'm very much one of the... This is an awful topic. I don't know why I suggested this, but... I don't I'm know either. Much, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm very much one of these people where I'm like, if I don't have an expectation, then I can't get let down. What about you? <laughs> Basically have the same philosophy if... If I'm not expecting anything, I can't be disappointed, which is horrible and cynical. And I would like to know who hurt us. Agreed. Like, literally, isn't it just one of the weirdest mentalities? But the thing is, though, is I often do it, like, with myself, especially with, like, like daily goals or, like, weekly goals. And, like, this is writing inclusive of life in general. But, I mean, like, if I say to myself, oh, okay, well, by the end of the month, I want to have so-and-so thousand words written or I want to have finished watching a TV show or something like that. The second I say it, I just won't do it. And I just actively tell myself, I'm like, yes don't complete that goal because who wants to complete goals right goals suck and for some reason that's just the mentality i i, I constantly have i am 100 percent the same once i've declared it i don't want to do it anymore i'm done i made the i made the goal i set the intention that counts i did it absolutely except except i actually didn't which causes some problems i miss a lot of deadlines on personal projects i try really hard not to miss deadlines on like work stuff and and important life stuff like things that might cost us our house but um... i mean that's probably a good option you know don't lose your house yeah see i'm i'm like partially realizing this with my current like september goal so i wanted to have a first draft of my novel completed by the end of september and so i sort of set this goal and i had like an entire video on it and i was like i'm gonna do it i've got some live streams like coming up it's gonna be great it's gonna be this it's gonna be that have i done it no do i I have like nine days yeah is that enough no and don't, like, don't get me wrong i have been productive i i literally hit twenty thousand the other day so uh, bear in mind like i started the month on let's say like four thousand or something so i've done something mm -hmm. done nowhere near as much as what my goal was so that's a bit sad right this is something that i do a lot as well i make really ridiculous goals i wouldn't like... say getting like a first draft in a month is ridiculous bearing in mind like <laughs> i had like a good idea of what needed to happen i just can't do it right I'm not saying that your goal was ridiculous. What I'm saying is my goals often are. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I set myself ridiculous targets and there's no way that I'll ever make it, but I set them anyway. And then I get really upset with myself that I'm not going to make it. And then yeah. I feel guilty and then I can't do the things because I'm feeling guilty, which makes me depressed. Hello and welcome to Therapy Hour with Sage. <laughs> Um, I just sort of like now imagined a an episode where it's just constant therapy. But I was like, oh my god, imagine that! It, imagine that like without seeing us laughing twenty four seven and someone listening to it, thinking, oh my god, these people are they okay? Whereas actually, we're just in stitches. Yeah, yeah. You okay? <laughs> Jump <No. on. laughs> No, I, I got distracted by a comment in the chat and, and brain just would oh, not. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, so speaking of the chat, let's hop into yeah, the chat. So Angelina says, speaking of goals and aspirations, I just filmed a video talking about being in a writing slump. And honestly, I don't really know what I want to do right now. I feel that on a deep spiritual level, RP and I were actually having a conversation about this earlier today. I, I was literally just thinking this, like, as you were talking, because I was like, 
it's really odd because we were spe- speaking about this. Was it this morning or yesterday? Today. It's today. Because it was wow. while I was at work. Ah, okay. So yeah, we were literally talking about this today. And then I've been speaking a lot to Kelly today. We've also been talking about like dreams, goals and aspirations. So allegedly I was like really mentally prepared for this podcast. <laughs> so what I was saying to you is obviously we were talking about you've hit like a bit of a wall. Is that right? I that absolutely fair? have hit a wall. And what have you hit a wall with? Everything. No, that's that's a really socky answer. I am just really struggling with all of my personal projects at the moment. So for those of you who don't know, I am a freelance writer and editor. I'm currently under contract to a really lovely client for whom I do media production. So it's very interesting for me. But it does mean that I spend literally all day, every day working on words that are not my own. And when my workday is over, I kind of don't want to word i mean which is definitely valid and, and so it makes sense but obviously as I, as sort of i was trying to say i'm i'm very much trying to get i'm trying to be more motivational really they're like let's be real i'm a scumbag and i'm trying not to be <laughs> So I'm trying to be a lot more productive with, with the way I, I work and everything. And a lot of that has involved using a journal and journaling a lot more. And for anyone that listens slash watches my YouTube channel, you'll be fully aware of this because I don't shut up about journaling. I've realized I will stop at some point soon. I promise. Apologies. I've got literally one more video I want to mention journaling in and I'm never going to mention it again because I'm aware it's become a meme. Except that you are going to have to mention it again because of something that I'm working on. Allegedly. How very dare you. I say you proof every evening i know no that that's the to be fair what what you're talking about what i'm talking about the same one reason why i've got to mention it again oh all right then scratch that (laughs) yeah it's it's the same reason so yeah so i've got to do that so journaling is going well and writing by hand inclusive of journaling is going really well for me as well because it's giving me that like tech break because I feel like we as a culture, we now live on keyboards, whether this be laptops, whether this be desktops, whether this be our phones, like we live on keyboards our entire life, especially as writers or engaged people. Um, not like marriage, but like people that do things. Um, we're very keyboard oriented. And so just sort of picking up a pen and using like my my hand to write, like write, it's very different. It feels different to a keyboard. So that's been a lot more engaging for me. It's made writing a lot more exciting for me. I was also, oh, wow, really throwing me off. What, what was I talking about? Journals, handwriting, tech break. Yeah, I was going somewhere. Where were you going? Wouldn't we like to know? Journal, I was writing by hand because I was saying get away from technology and I was writing by hand. I, maybe that was just all I had to say. That's probably it. Experience error man experience air man too many people keep themselves up inside get out pick up a pad pick up a pen get outside sit in the sun sit, if, if it's raining grab an umbrella release your inner rihanna have a great time tom holland it all the way up sit out there and have en- enjoy get outside br- enjoy the air man yeah i have been journaling and i'm not going to go too much into it because this is uh, a secret project. I've been journaling. It's helping in a way, but also not helping in another way. But I'll get into that when I do my secret project. What it is doing is giving me really weird dreams. And when I say weird dreams, nobody else is going to think they're weird because my normal dreams are like turn into a squirrel to escape the mafia while also running a diabetes clinic out of the high school guidance center. Oh, <laughs> That's my normal. A diabetes center that got me. I'm just like, 
<laughs> so my my oh jeez. So my my mum's diabetic, so I've I've been in diabetes centres, and I was just mm-hmm. imagining it's always like like slightly middle aged obese women that run the diabetes centres, and like right, I could fully imagine them being like squirrels with big puffy cheeks and like like their tails sticking up the back of the chair, and like because as you come in, they're always like hello, got an appointment, like a food just seems like being like the squirrel just like shoving nuts in their face oh god god <laughs> away from diabetes center uh, um, <laughs> i can't really imagine them being squirrels doing that and then i was just trying to think of one of one and i'm just like because let's be real they're all like receptionist names there's a susan there's probably a karen you know there's a michelle you know like they're all that and i'm now thinking of like michelle trying to like storm into like this mafia house like her ta- bushy tail behind her just like going in guns blazing and like hasta la vista like trying to take and then and then just like suddenly cuts to her sitting at the desk being like i didn't do much this weekend mm-hmm. amazing yeah i'm, I'm excited and, for and, this when does it come out and 100 she's sitting there on the clinic computer looking up trips to mallorca yes absolutely anyway so that's my normal dreams that or like flying attack helicopters because apparently i have a thing about attack helicopters um i don't know what's wrong with my brain so the weird dreams that i'm having as a result of journaling are really super normal like slice of life like making a cup of tea why am i dreaming about making a cup of tea because Because. you aspire and it is your goal to make tea in that dream and i suspect that is rp's not so subtle way of bringing us back onto topic very but it is also 100% relevant because this idea of like tea as like a as a dream you know because they, they always say like dreams dr- dream obviously like synonymous like what do you dream to be like what do you want to be when you grow mm-hmm. up something so like i'm using dream here like synonymously with, with that but mm-hmm. don't you always find it weird how your dreams are never about your dreams this was my not so subtle way of being on topic but also being on being on topic like you say you know like you dreamt about being a squirrel taking on the mafia perhaps that was your way of saying like you feel shy and timid in yourself but you want to be a criminal drug lord <laughs> how i do, definitely how do don't a dream like no, but like it, you know when you got like dream interpreters and, and that's that's what they'll say they'll be like you know squirrels are shy and timid they run away from people and hide in trees and store nuts and you know like live a mundane life running a diabetes clinic right but like your dream instead is to take on pablo chacon and and the the mafia right so if you went to like a dream therapist whatever they're called and was like i made a cup of tea last night what does that say about like your aspiration as a person like um you've gone from being like a lorraine behind a desk taking on the mafia to i don't know what hoping you wake up in the morning like what does this say about tea well i I mean generally i hope to wake up in the morning oh yeah no but what i mean is it like how would you interpret that the answer is i wouldn't because i assume it's just my brain filing stuff that's boring no i want a better answer than that grow up you grow up what I was trying to say earlier is I have been journaling. I have also switched to handwriting nice. for my projects. We love that. Because I realized the other day that I used to, when I was in my early 20s, I was super prolific and I had three fan fictions and two original series on the go at the same time and I was updating at least one of them every day. Okay. And the way that I did that was I didn't have access to a computer of my own. I shared a computer with the rest of my five-person family. The only time that I could use the computer was 
from like 11 p.m. to about four o'clock in the morning. Right. So I would write by hand during the day, type it up as soon as I got onto the computer. And then as I was posting it, because this was back when we still had to do HTML to post stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. As I was HTMLing it, I was also editing it. So my stuff got a draft, a, a second draft, and a, a final edit before it went live. That's and sort of that how I've like... been writing over the last couple of weeks. I've been writing everything into my journal. Well, I said journal. It is, it is my journal, but it's now become my project book and mm-hmm. um, so i've been writing everything up into there and then either i've been mixing it up a bit you know feeling adventurous i would type it up and basically edit it as i went along or like correct bits you know all that sort of stuff or i've actually been speaking a lot of it mm-hmm. which i found really interesting so because it, it it still sort of gets me away from a keyboard and actually speaking yeah. your work out loud this is like an old poetry trick i know but speaking your work out loud you you, you get a really good sense for it especially like sentence yeah. structure you know sentence length and punctuation and everything like that you get a real better sense of it if you read it out loud obviously you have to speak slowly but the thankfully the thing on word doesn't time out there's it's not like using your phone where if you stop speaking for five seconds it turns off like no i can go and i can just be as slow as i want and it means that i basically read out a sentence then read the sentence to make sure it understood me correctly Mm -hmm. and then i read the next one and that's been working really well actually i've been i've been really quite enjoying that that's been quite helpful yeah yeah i i know a fair number of people who are fans of dictation i have not tried it purely because i share an office with mr sage and i don't like the idea i don't even i didn't even let him read my book until i was literally ready to send it to the printers right okay so i don't like the idea of him or anyone else listening to me while i dictate my work yeah but eventually maybe it would be useful sometimes as if you know like if you're reading it out loud and mr sage was like that sounded clunky or like commented on something would that be helpful no definitely not okay i don't generally like to share my work until i'm done working on it no um i i make some exceptions but they are rare for example this afternoon when i sent you the short story that i've been working on because i'm on a deadline for that and i'm completely stuck and I had an idea of what what the problem was, but I actually needed someone else's input before I made a call on it. So thank you very much for letting me bombard you with my work. Um, But generally speaking, I don't like to share my work until I'm done working on it because I kind of feel like once someone else has seen it, it's not mine anymore. Interesting. Weird, totally psychological thing, but it makes me want to not work on it anymore. Uh, Okay. And then motivating myself to continue is obviously a lot more difficult. What was I trying to say? Oh, so I haven't tried dictation. I would like to, but I think that is going to have to wait until either I get a separate office or Mr. Sage goes back to working outside the home. Yeah, once once Mr. Sage. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Oh. And now blame Eva in the chat. <laughs> we're having a Eva. we're having a time-telling moment where you're, you're talking about wanting to try um, dictation once Mr. Sage leaves. Oh, Eva. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be 
um, very successful trying some dictation. That we can discuss on another live stream, which is not this one. Amazing. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, we should actually try and kind of stay on topic here. Okay, so I'm thinking out loud. So we, yes. I'm just thinking in terms of like... Because obviously right now we're talking about like goals and basically how we're both never really motivated to ever reach any of our goals ever. And how we just occasionally won't set goals. And even if we do set a goal, we probably won't reach it. We are not Would very motivational people. An aspiration different to a goal? Because I think I do. I think things I aspire to, I treat differently to a goal. Yes. But I think it's because but... I think it's because it's the it's still like terminology almost. Like I, f- I feel like saying like, oh, I aspire to be published. You know, that's not a... Like, there's not like an active thing I can literally go and do right now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's 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 a lot of steps in the way. So so it's almost like it doesn't feel as real, or it feels like far enough away that I don't have to worry about it. But then if I was to break that down and go, okay, step one, I need an agent by two months time. That's now a goal. Yes. And that, that's, that's exactly now, how I view it. That's now angsty, and that 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 weirds me out a bit. You know, just being like, yeah. You know, like like right it's a bit like saying you know i'm gonna make a pizza fair enough but then actually going okay so i need to go to the shop and i need to buy the stuff i'm like i really can't bother to go to the shop and i'm like okay so then you, then you need to preheat the oven and you need to you know start making the dough and i'm like really have i got to make dough you know and it then becomes an issue because once i've broken it down mm-hmm. into all the bits and that's the the annoying thing and i think i this definitely actually now i'm saying it so out loud this definitely re- is reflected in the way i choose to write really because i will do i'm, I'm a pantser i sit in my pants I don't. I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing jeans. I promise. But I'm a pantser, and um, so I really hate using the p word. So I will essentially just be like, you know, I'm going to write my novel. But then actually planning. <clears throat> it out and having like chapter descriptions and you know like story arcs and everything like that i find terrifying like there's there's people especially like now i'm sort of writing a fantasy and there's a lot of lore and a lot of various characters and a lot of things going on more and more of me is like i need to start making notes and all of this because I'm, I'm forgetting who people are and what what's going on and everyone i speak to is like you mean you don't have a book bible I'm like, do I look like the type of person that writes a bit? No, I do not. Um, but I, but I'm starting to think it's a really good idea. But then I, I really hate planning because to me, I'm like, well, if I give them their own little chunk in a book bible, I then have to stick to it. Mm-hmm. But today, I have been planning with Kelly, where because we're co-authoring on a project. And and we've actually been planning it reasonably well, actually. We've got, like, a couple of documents on the go and everything. And for some reason, that doesn't feel that stressful to me. I think it's just because Kelly's there. But I haven't quite decided if that's Kelly in general or just the idea of, like, working with someone. Because I've never done I've never done either. Like, this is the first thing Kelly and I have worked on. This is the first thing I've done with another person. So I haven't fully decided whether my anxiety is left because of an individual or a concept. Probably both, but I haven't, like, fully I was, determined it. I was going to say, I think it's probably a bit of both. It, yeah, um, definitely. But I, I definitely have not having like a what do they call it? A not responsibility partner. What's the word? Accountability. There you go. Having like an accountability partner in a way makes your goals, I think, seem more achievable. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Having someone um, in the corner, not necessarily like bullying you to do it, but just having someone being like, "You got this." I'm like, "Yes, right. I do. Thank you." So I don't have a co-author, but what I do have is an editor um, because I am, well, my pen name is under contract to a small press for a series of sweet romances. So for those books, I have a kind of a modified snowflake method that I use. Okay. So I consider myself a planter. Yep. So I know the start, middle and end points and everything in between is 
whatever I make it on the way. Got it. For the sweet romances, I have the editor who basically I, before I start working on a project, I send her an outline, a very, very, very brief outline. I'm talking about one paragraph, maybe four four to five sentences. Right. I don't start working on that project until she comes back and says, yes, she's happy. So she tells me if she can see any problems up front. Okay. That would, yeah. Okay. That, that's like reasonably similar. That sounds good. Yeah. I think that helps because I did manage to, or I have managed to draft the few projects that I've worked on for that relatively yeah. quickly. Because the other thing is I'm I'm a turtle writer. I write really slowly. Oh, turtle writer. Okay. I thought you said turtle I'm a total writer. writer. Well, I am a total writer, but I'm also a turtle writer. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> so at the peak of my writing habit, I was getting between 500 and 700 words a day. That for me is a good day. I am not a fast drafter. I'm not the sort of person who can, well, I, I can do it, but not for a long period of time. Sure. Um, I've, I've done, I've gotten 17,000 words in two days before, but I didn't write again for another six weeks after that. So I would argue that for me, it works better to write 200 words a day or 500 words a day or 700 words a day, but yeah. do it every day rather than three times a year, write 2000 words every day for three weeks or a month and then do nothing in between. Anyway, that was a really weird tangent. Soundboarding helps creativity, but more often can hamper the actual creating. Yes. This is a problem that I, I have. Bouncing ideas off someone is really helpful. But if I give away too much of what I'm thinking, then I don't want to work on the project anymore. I, I can I can see that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I did sort of jump into the chat at one point just to be like, hi, everyone. Sorry if we don't mention all of your comments, but we love you all and we appreciate you all being here. Thank you. Yeah, unfortunately, we do kind of have a time limit because I don't really want to spend hours and hours and hours editing this down. Channeling conversation. Um, yes. What would you say are your big, I'm going to use the term aspirations, because as mm -hmm. we've established, we think an aspiration is like a big thing. And to achieve an aspiration, you have to break it down into goals. So if we don't talk about any goals, what would you put on your list of aspirations? Okay, so I am really, really boring. I know. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> literally, all I, all I really aspire to is um, I want to be able to pay off my house and provide for my dogs and maybe travel a little bit. That's literally my, my big aspiration. If I had to go really crazy, I would love to go to university. Okay. And study. I would, I would want to do philosophy and creative writing. Um, Fun. Like. Yeah. Well, definitely philosophy. Potentially comparative religion. Because I find that Ooh. fascinating. Why have we never discussed religion? Because we have a rule that we shouldn't. I don't know. But we should absolutely do that and maybe not podcast it. Yeah, probably. But interesting okay fun cool so yes like i'm i'm not really financially motivated or like there's there's no awards that i want or anything like that i just yeah. i would like to go to bed at night knowing that no one is going to take my home away from me mm. that my dogs are fed and cared for um i would like to be able to put some money away for my niece because i would like her to be able to go to university wherever she wants to go and hopefully also be able to buy a house 
right out of university because uh, property is a thing. Yeah. So what about you? See, I'm I'm very like odd on like aspirations and stuff because I'll I'll think of something and I'll be like, oh, okay, but well, that that's a good aspiration to have, and then I'm like, yeah, is it though? So I think, but I think if I had to pick a few, right? Let's let's think. So I definitely want to be published. I think I'd like to get published one day in a publishing house. I don't care if it's big. I don't care if they're independent. I don't care right. if it's bestseller or what. I just think that the idea that there's a company that are happy to like almost just the idea of like someone taking a risk on your writing and like trusting you right. enough to go, yes, we'll put our name to your work. I just want that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I ideally would like the little like trimmings with it. And again, it doesn't have to be big, but if I could have like a little book launch somewhere where I get to sit at a table and in, in inside a, a bookshop and that would be fun. I just think it'd be really cute. So I'd like that. Again, even if it's just like in, in like one of my local independent ones, I just want to sit at a little table and be like, hey, this mine. I just think it'd be really cute. So I'd like to do that. <laughs> I have read some of your writing, and you absolutely can and will do it. You're too kind. Don't lie to my face. I've told you about this. Um, absolutely I also, not. I I also I don't really know if I would call it an aspiration. I think I'd say it more as like a a fun thing. I've always wanted to flip a house. I can see that. I've just I've I've always wanted to do it. I I said I I was joking with my my mum recently. There's, basically, there's this like pop up load of houses that's happened around the corner from where she is, and they've built like five houses, but they're all six bed houses. Like they're huge, and we were looking up so how much they are because my mum was thinking it was funny and mm-hmm. we were looking at it and she kept saying to my dad she was like can we get one can we get one just and, and my dad was like it's just us like there's two of us we don't need six bedrooms mum was like yeah but they're nice it'd be nice to have <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so such a mum thing isn't it but, I, but I, I, I was sort of saying like you know I've, I've always wanted to either either and slash or own property that I rent out mm-hmm. or flip property and I was spitballing with mum this story does have an end I promise I was spitballing with it's here it's now coming I was spitballing with mum and I was saying like what would be a really nice idea is if I was like because England is full of like abandoned cottages and and such like old buildings that just no one cares Mm -hmm. about anymore because the cities get built up and the outside just gets forgotten about and I was like wouldn't it be really fun if I went if I bought like a like a a decrepit cottage lived in it so I'm in like the countryside while I'm writing flip the house sell it move on yeah because then in a way I'm like traveling I've always got interesting surroundings and new experiences mm. my writing while also house flipping and I was like this just sounds like an incredible lifestyle so I think I'm going to put that as my aspiration I would like to be a, a house flipping writer that sounds awesome I was just going to say that that is kind of what we've done in that we have bought a decrepit cottage that we are going to fix up well we intended to fix up we are now actually going to tear down and completely rebuild oh wow there is structural damage that we were not aware of when we purchased the house so yes but we are not intending to flip it and move on but what we do want to do is if we can possibly there is a vacant plot next to us so we would like to be able to purchase that use half of it for basically subsistence farming and on the other half put up a couple of micro cottages that we could then rent out or holiday home or whatever yeah because part of an idea i was i was like considering but obviously totally depends on like money and everything is ideally i think i would like to keep the property i flip if that makes sense but 
I would definitely like rent it. So I'd have it as like a holiday mm-hmm. cottage. Right. Because someone wanted to live there. But yeah, I, th- I think I'd end up always like renting them out and such. Yeah. But that's assuming I can afford to buy the next property. Because obviously if I can't, then I'll have to sell the one I flipped yeah. to afford the next property. But right. I was, without any numbers, because I hate numbers, doing it like in my head, I'm like, surely buying like a, a decrepit place is obviously significantly cheaper than buying like a, a good place. Mm-hmm. So by the time I do it up and it's a good place, I'll get a lot more than I paid for it. That is the principle of flipping, yes. Yeah, but if I can you if I can earn off of writing and slash or other freelance stuff on the side, so I'm, I don't live on that money. Right. And that means that the, the like profit, if you like, from the flip means that hopefully for the next one I buy, I wouldn't have to sell it. Right. Because I'd be able to afford to keep it to to use for the next one. Does that make did that make any but, Yeah, no, that that made sense. So Eva says you're only considering your personal writing here, correct? Yes. I am only considering my personal writing. The, the writing that I do for work is work. It doesn't count to my goals and aspirations. Yeah. Um so what have you been reading, watching and such? Like what what's your media intake like? Well that that was awfully professional media intake. Media so intake. um oh I was about to say something very inappropriate just then make it sound like you're trying to get somewhere inside of the bbc ah right shall i put on my best received pronunciation correct amondo i would except i can't so i shan't can't shan't um, as we discussed earlier there's a joke in there but i have to say it later <laughs> Okay. As we discussed earlier today, I have not been reading much of anything except fan fiction because I like being brain dead. However, I sent RP a picture of my TBR pile and he has recommended that I read this book. For the sake of Audible, can you tell us what it is, please? Yes, I'm getting there, darling. I'm getting there. (laughs) Impatient. The book is House by Frank Peretti and Ted Decker. So that is what I'm going to be reading for the next couple of days because you said i recommended it i feel like i need to clarify i have not read this book nor have i heard of this book i've recommended it purely on the basis of in the list of books you sent me it looks the mm-hmm. furthest away from what i would have imagined you last read or were likely to read and also because it's co-authored and i was literally chatting with kelly at the time about co-authoring so that was what the recommendation is based on if it's crap then no i didn't recommend it <laughs> Because I have um, read it. Watching, I have been uh, re-watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. I'm nostalgic for my childhood, okay? What is it? Um, I, oh, dear. You're about to get cancelled. <laughs> All the things I knew I would get cancelled for, that was not one of them. So I've been re-watching Yu-Gi-Oh! I've been re-watching Bojack Horseman, just because it's really comforting to me. And I have also been trying to watch Evil Genius. I'm two and a half episodes in. You have been watching Evil Genius. I have. That was another RP recommendation. I did like slash did enjoy. It was a limited thing. I must say there was something that happened in the first episode for which I was absolutely not prepared. I did warn you about it, right? No. No, you really didn't. My bad. I definitely should have done. I, I warned my flat before we watched it. Uh, my hands up on that one. Apologies. Like it, it's okay, but I was one hundred percent not expecting it, and I had Wait, to like right? stop it and go and make myself a cup of tea, which I then didn't drink because I felt sick. Again, apologies. Definitely. If, if, but, if you guys haven't yes. seen Evil Genius, yeah, it's a Netflix thing. 
I'm mm-hmm. not 100 percent sure which Netflix it's on, but it's an American story, and I'm in the UK, so I'm assuming it's not exclusively UK. Um, no, it is so available in South Africa. It is. Oh, okay, cool. If you haven't seen it, give it a watch just because it's so interesting. Um, it is it absolutely is fascinating. Like, it is literally like a crime thriller TV show, except it's a documentary because it actually happened and it was all legit. So very interesting. So I just I I recommend that. I would just like to warn everyone if you do watch it, there is something that happens in the first episode you kind of know that it's yeah you kind of know that it's going to happen at least i did i just didn't expect them to actually show it yes uh yeah but literally as you start watching it they will tell you what it is the heads up is you are going to see it so if you are a sensitive person uh potentially don't watch it or watch it with someone who can tell you what's happening and they can say okay you're good you can come back again and then listening i've been listening to the hamilton uh original cast recording because i'm never not listening to hamilton i have also been listening to the calaveras which is the band of another wonderful author tuber by the name of hannah r palmer so please check them out they are on soundcloud and they are awesome absolutely so rp what is your media intake been Uh, i've literally just started watching ratchet on netflix very excited about this it's uh i love i love ryan murphy and i love sarah paulson and all of that goodness um, and do you know what I'm talking about at all yes okay cool um, for anyone that doesn't by the way uh, Ryan Murphy is the guy behind American Horror Story um, it, he's normally pairs up with Brad Falchuk uh, they they're, ironically not ironically weirdly their first thing they did together was Glee which I think is a bit odd but since then they've done a lot of a lot of really awesome things they've done Glee obviously they've done American Horror Story uh, American Crime Story is that what they called it the thing with the people versus OJ Simpson and Assassin's of Gianni Versace. That was them as well. Yeah. They're also now doing American Crime Stories, which is like another thing, which looks really cool. But they've done something called Ratchet. And it's based on a character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I haven't read or seen, but apparently because it's their like invention of a character's backstory, doesn't matter. And Sarah Paulson's in it. She's amazing, obviously. And I'm really quite enjoying it. In terms of book, I am currently reading Nightwood by, I don't know how to say his name. I'm going to say... Juna Barnes. Thank you, Juna Barnes. It's all right. I'm, I have to read it for my uni course. My only issue is I'm like mentally struggling with it because essentially I just don't know what's going on is my issue. And because it's one of those books where it's redeemed is um, deemed as like a classic, nothing tells you what's going on. Not even like the back of the book. Nowhere here does it give you a plot line. This just says you should read this book. And so unless I literally Google what's it about, I'm not going to know. But I don't want to do that because I don't want spoilers. I really hate spoilers. And I know right. that it's it's deemed like a classic enough where you can't just Google it. It's like if you Google Darth Vader, you don't get the guy with the black helmet come up. You get the other guy come up. I'm not just in case anyone doesn't know who Darth Vader is. I won't spoil it for you. But you get his like actual name come up you get like the spoiler for it and books do that as well if you google a synopsis of any like literary book you get all of the spoilers in the first sentence like they're just all there and so i don't want to look it up until i finished reading it but equally i'm really struggling reading it 
without looking it up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very angry about this. And I've got... I, I can hear that. These books here. This is my uni shelf. So I've got these books mm-hmm. that I go through as well. Um, go through as well. But I'm a little bit more intrigued by some of those. That's sort of why I started with this one, because this, I think, is like the oldest one. Whereas mm-hmm. things like Ali Smith, I like her works. That'd be fine. I like Jim Crace, so that'll be fine. Um, I think the Zadie Smith is relatively new as well. And so's the... I can't read who that's by because colours, but Hot Milk is what it's called. That looks relatively mm-hmm. recent. And I've already started reading um, How Fiction Works by James Wood. And I quite like that as well. So that's why I started with this one because I'm like, I want to get, get out of the way, really. Right. That makes sense. That's about where I'm at. Not listening to anything? Not really. I just put on music every now and then, but nothing in particular. I did watch Hamilton yesterday, as you mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. with my housemates because some of them hadn't seen it so we had a good time that I of course bawled my eyes out so that was great too well if if you didn't I would be worried what bit gets you just out of curiosity because ev- everyone I speak to has like a slightly different moment John Lawrence really see yeah. it, it, it hits me a little bit but not always for some random reason my bit is I don't want to give spoilers I'm trying to think Quiet mm. Uptown Quiet Uptown is the big one that that like, gets everyone though the, the, the like scream before is when I start yeah. and I just do not stop. Yeah. Oh, I'm a mess. No, I don't know why. I'm, like it, literally like a 100%. blubbering mess. Like, <laughs> like not even just like a tear. Like yeah. no, I'm a, I'm a I'm a state. Yeah, one hundred percent with you on that. Also, sometimes helpless gets me. Really? Yeah. I, I it's it's weird. Not not every time. So yeah. obviously, it's just I'm in a particular state and yeah. That does something. And burn as well. Yeah, okay, okay. Burn burn's a bit like a I've never cried at it, but I could under I can definitely understand if people do. Like it it, yeah. it does make me sad. It does hit me. It just doesn't I just don't cry at it. Right. So we have decided to do a segment at the end of every podcast where we assign homework for each other. Homework which a loose is a, a, a loose term, yes. Uh basically it's a piece of media that I want RP to watch, read, listen to, consume in some manner and vice versa. So, RP, would you like to tell me what my homework is for the next episode? So, just because I watched it recently with my housemates and I think it would be, I think it would be, like, interesting for you, is I'm going to recommend a um, short documentary. I want to say it's about 45 minutes long and it's called Psychopath with Piers Morgan. Now, Piers Morgan's a very controversial character in the in the United of the Kingdoms, but it's, it's just because he's very outspoken, but his documentaries he does, especially with like criminals, they're actually really good because he doesn't get a chance right. to be himself. So they're actually really uh, relatively good. He's a good interviewer. And obviously I won't give you any spoilers or, or anything like that, but I'll give you like a rough idea. So Psychopath mm-hmm. with Piers Morgan is essentially, it's a case in America. He goes to speak with this man who's currently in prison. His parole is coming up in, I want to say about five years or something. Um, And he's in prison for brutally murdering his little sister. Now essentially the interview is one, talking about it. Two, discussing the concept of like, what is a psychopath? And is he one? And three, wait, no, he's not, his parole isn't up in, he is, he's due for release in six years, but he could be out sooner because his parole is coming up or something. It's, it was, I don't really understand the American legal system, but basically like within the next 10 years, he could be a free person, mm-hmm. right? And it was basically an interview which there was um mind people, what are they called? Psychiatrists? 
witch mind yeah. people. People that study like like your your behavior. Uh, that could be psychologist or psychiatrist. The difference is basically a psychiatrist is also a doctor and therefore can can dispense medicine. Okay, not them. P people that work for like the FBI and are like, ah, oh, did you see his mouth twitch? That's because he's lying. Like those people. Behavioral analysis. Yeah. All right. Them. Uh, mind people. Smart. Mind smart. people. They're um they they are there and like like sussing him out during the interview, which is really interesting. Um and the like main part of it is his mum is also there watching the interview because um, obviously he, he killed his little sister, her daughter. And one mm -hmm. the the interesting twists is she now has a new son and it goes from there. So I would I, I, I just think it's a very interesting little tidbit and analysis about a psychopath, which I think you would find interesting. I will accept that challenge. And I am going to give you an assignment to Which watch the first season. Probably nowhere near as intellectual as what I assigned you, but go ahead. It's No, it's not intellectual at all, but it is insightful. You just have to give it a chance. Go on then. The first season of BoJack Horseman. I would <sighs> like you to watch the entire series, but it is six seasons long, so That's I don't boring. expect you to do that. And I'm assigning you this because we had a discussion several weeks ago in which you expressed surprise that I enjoyed BoJack Horseman because in your words it's a stoner show which yeah. it is but it's more than. Yeah but that's like saying Sausage Party had a plot line. Well I haven't watched Sausage Party so I can't This is not homework and actually don't but watch Sausage Party and you'll realise that was an insult so you should be insulted. <laughs> All right, I, I consider myself duly insulted. Good. Really, I, I can understand how someone who has only seen a few minutes of BoJack would think that it is a stoner show, but especially um, in the later seasons, it actually gets into some really deep and insightful things. But my homework's watched season one, so I'll do that and we'll go from there. Exactly. I don't know why you were surprised that I would like that. I'm not a stoner, but people very often think that I am. And there is nothing wrong with it, just by the way. So legal in this country. Well, sucks to be you. <laughs> Alright, let's let's wrap so, up there. This has been the first episode of Here for the Bands podcast. Thank you for joining us. The next episode will stream live on YouTube the fifth of October. Bye. Bye.